Hello, I'm Tony Barini, and I'm the host for the podcast series, What Leaders Say. And today I have the distinct honor of being with Daryl Ray Griffin. He's the general manager, head boss for Neil Brothers USA, located on the Charleston Naval Base. But he's he has many locations throughout Charleston. I've had the distinct honor of working and knowing Daryl for the last 20 years, and I've admired how he's grown this operation into something that's truly a success story. And with no further ado, I'd like to kind of turn it over to Daryl where he can share some of his words of wisdom, uh, which is what this podcast series is all about, is letting him share some of the secrets, some of the nuggets that's helped him get to where he's at in life. So, Daryl, thank you. And thank you, uh, Mr. Brady, for letting me be here, and thank you for inviting me. Uh, first of all, I'd like to start off by saying, team. It's about being a team. There is a leader of the team, but you take advice from your teammates, and you look at everybody in the in the group, and you pull everybody up. Not one person should be left behind. If you have somebody that's not as knowledgeable, you, everybody in that team pulls him up. And if you do that, you eventually have eight or ten people that can have their own team and move their own team up. And it works to perfection of actually making sure that they know every aspect of the business. Now, I'm just not talking about, you know, the uh, paperwork side of it or anything like that. They have to know everything, everything of it. How about how you open the locks and the gate? It gets down to the basics. When you have the basics in place, all the other stuff is like uh, cherry on the top of an ice cream. You've got to make sure that you get the basics. So whenever you start it somewhere, what you want to do is you want to be a sponge. You want to make sure that you're learning everything you can learn. Being on time, uh, making sure that you're where you're supposed to be, and making sure you're learning. That being said, can be done from anywhere from construction work all the way up to being a lawyer or a doctor. You've got to get the basics in first. Everybody nowadays wants to be the boss right when they walk in. You can't do that. You have to make sure you learn ground up, moving up. I, you know, when I got out of college, I went to work for a bank and then I moved over to uh, the waterfront and Everybody asked me, what do you want to do? I want to be on the ship. I want to be at the ship. I want to know what that, how that ship works. I want to know everything about it. Not because I wanted my whole career to be there. I wanted to be knowledgeable of the whole picture, not just one section of it or anything. And that's what a lot of people are doing now is they're, they're, they're pigeonholing themselves into one career. And it, it just doesn't work that way. You have to find something that you love. The main thing is loving your job. Uh, coming to work every day, whistling, coming in the door. That's what it's about. It ain't about uh, faking it or anything like that. It's actually about loving what you do. When you love what you do, everything's going to be pretty much perfect. And that's what we've done. We've got 130-something people here, 135 or whatever, uh, amount of people here at Nail Brothers. But probably 90% of them jump out of bed. That's what you have. You want to be around people that love what they do. Yeah, everybody's going to have a, a sour day or two. But the people that are 
happy around you, make that sourness go away. That's how I look at it. You gotta have successful, happy people. You gotta go into a job knowing that you're gonna give your best every single day, every minute of it. It's gotta be very, very, very uh, uh, focused. And uh, that, that's what I think the most successful part of any business is, is loving what you do. If you love what you do, you're going to make it. You're going to make it far because you know what? Most of the people nowadays are uh, in a fog, I must say, of one, what they want to do. They just, they just need a paycheck. It ain't about the paycheck. The money will come. The money comes when you work and you're more valuable because you know more you know more knowledge of the job you're in. So you want to make sure that you know everything you can because you want to get every penny out of that job you can. And that's what happens when you know a job. Don't go in a job for a month and think you know it. It's not going to happen. You have to go in it long term. A one year you got to have a, a one year plan, a five year plan, and a ten year plan. The one-year plan is to get to knowledge, uh, the basic knowledge of the business. The five-year plan is moving up in the company, making sure that you're maybe a supervisor or a manager of that of that group. And then a ten-year plan. A ten-year plan can be, hey, I want to be the president of this company. I want to be uh, anything in management, senior management, because ten years in a company, you're very, very valuable. So that's true. Uh, you saying that there's two things that come to my mind that I'd like you to address. Uh, one of the things I admire about you is uh, goals. I'd like for you to talk about goals for a minute because I know how you are around here as far as stretching your team where you have clearly defined goals and then you develop plans to go get them. And the second thing is after you address that is you, earlier you're just talking about motivation. What do you do when you see if morale is a little bit down? What, as a leader, what do you do when you get a sense of vibrational frequency from your staff that people are down? What's your secrets that, that you employ to elevate your staff? So talk about goals and then talk about how do you keep your staff at a high level of emotional uh, frequency. The reason I, and, and goals are very important to any organization. If you don't have goals, you're, you're dying. You're dying at the vine. You got to have goals every year, and what we sit down is with senior management. And we come up with goals. Our goals are maybe not attainable, but we try our best to. But I must say, the last five years we've had every goal we've had. But what I'm saying is, with a likeness of people in a room feel the the need to be in a goal and have a goal and feel it and buy into it. It really happens most of the time. If you don't have goals. You're dying. Plain and simple. You gotta have goals every day. I mean, I used to when I was younger, I had a goal that I could, uh, you know, you have squares in a, in, a, in a sidewalk. I could I could do more in one minute than I could last week. I could do 25 in in a minute, and then I got it up to 45. So you gotta have goals in life. If you, if you don't have goals in life, you're dying. Plain and simple. You might as well give up, and, and you gotta have goals. It's just that. And the second thing about was uh, about uh, what was it about? Well, the second thing I'd like for you to talk about is you as a leader. What do you? Is there anything special you do if the emotional state or if morale is not where it want, needs to be? Is there is there something to elevate the morale of the people around you? 
we, we, you feel a, a, a downward in morale sometimes, we do. And what we do is we bring the whole team together and we sit and talk with them as a group without mentioning the, the person or persons that are in the morale's not good. After the meeting, we, we call in several people to see how the meeting went and then we usually find out the morale's a little down and we always fix it right then and there. You've got to fix it. Well, why are you down? How can we fix it? Uh, hey, maybe this job isn't for you. Maybe you need to look at something else. But you, the bottom line is, is you want that team member to know that you care. It's all about caring. If you don't care about somebody uh, or anybody, in your, especially in your team, then you're, you're just not a good person as far as I'm concerned. No, I agree. Well, when you, when you say the word care, one of the things that I admire about you, and I'd like for you to talk about this a minute, is um, you have a great tenacity to go chase after customers. But what I love about Neil Brothers, and I love about Neil, you in particular, is after you get the customers, this is where I see a lot of people lose it, is it's, it's kind of like now that they've got them, they let go. I, what I find with you is, you really work hard to keep them and to love them. So tell the, your, the audience here, what are some of your things that you do to let the customers know that you care about them? First and foremost, when we hear about a job in the area that we can get, uh, we go out, we go after it with everything we have. We leave no arsenal back at Neil Brothers. We go after everything. Uh, we, 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 we win probably 90% of all the jobs that we go after. The reason we go after them, we win them is because mostly, and we, we find out the customer's needs first, and we make sure that we keep emphasizing those needs that they need, that we will make sure that's our number one priority on their needs list. Secondly, what we do is we get to know them better to find out how we can make their business better. If their business is getting better, then our business is going to grow because they're going to get more production. A uh, prime example is, is, is a, a, whenever a, a customer brought, was bringing in six containers of molding into our business, and uh, we told them that this business is never going to be successful because your packaging of your, your bundles are, are so weak, they can't even get them out the containers. So they flew over here and we went down and we came up with a way of making the, 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 the bundles more secure and protecting the product. Wood molding is very delicate. So they did that and now they do uh, around 6,000 containers a month into America. That's amazing. So, yeah, so you, you, you can't have damages and stuff like that. So we don't just, we don't just touch them. We love them. And that's the difference in most companies. We not only we say hi to them, but we give them a hug. We let them know we care about them. We let them know that we are going to be there. We, you know, we we went all over the world for some of our customers needing advice of, of packaging and stuff like that all over the world. But you gotta love your customer, not just like them or touch them or just say hi to them. The main thing that most people are losing businesses for today is because of email and text. You must pick up the damn phone and call them. You've got to call them. You've got to get, find a relationship with them. It's got to be a, a very good relationship. When you're doing a lot of business with somebody, they want to know they can trust you. 
So they need to know you personally. They, they need to know what you drink. Do you drink coffee or tea in the morning? They need to get to the, down to the nuts and bolts of it. And you need to get to the nuts and bolts of your customer. Knowing your customer back and forth is main, the main reason why all businesses succeed. You've got to know your customer. No, and I, my hat's off to you. I, I, I admire the fact that you work hard to get them, but then you work even harder to keep them. And part of that is, I call it divest, uh, invested interest, to where you intimately know them. If you see there's something that they can do to make their businesses better, you pass it along to them. And I think they appreciate the fact that you are not just servicing their needs, but you're helping identify things that can help them grow their businesses. Because, you know, they, subconsciously they may not be aware of that, and then they appreciate that, and that just further grows the relationship and makes it stronger. And if they go to another vendor, and what happens is that vendor isn't loving them the way you love them, and then they come back. Because I've heard countless stories from you where Goldman Sachs, you know, they'll come in, shop your price, go somewhere else, and then next thing you know, they come back. Right. And that, that's the main point. <clears throat> you can't always, and you got to hold your own uh, when it comes to that with pricing. You know what your price is going to be. You know what your bottom line is going to be. And, and what you give them that extra oomph, is what I call the, the oomph factor, of making sure that they realize they can't leave you because they also have a very good communication level with you. Most businesses will make a decision, final, a final decision on communication. They gotta be able to talk to you when they need to talk to you, and then these emails and these texts ain't making it. So we don't we we, we call a customer back in 15 minutes. That's the way it's gotta be. If a customer calls you, we want a 15 minute call back. No, I agree. I, I admire that about you. The one other thing I'd like to you touched on a lot of great things, but one more thing I definitely want you to talk about that I admire. Another, I mean, there's lots of things I admire about you, but is how you promote within. What I see with you is as the company has grown, a lot of companies will go outside their organization and bring in somebody. What I admire about you is everything I've seen is you're, you take people that came in sweeping floors or a clerk or whoever. They learn the business from the bottom up like you talked about at the very beginning of this audio. And the next thing you know, they're department head. They're running one of your centers, doing great. So they come in at minimum wage. The next thing you know, they're making six figures. Mm -hmm. And it's all because they put in the hard work. They put in the effort. But I admire that. So let's just talk about why you do that and and uh, the importance of what, what do people need to do in order to get that level of trust? Well, first of all, they come in an interview, uh, I give them anytime they want to ask questions, ask questions. And most of the questions uh, at first of Neil Brothers 20-something years ago with my tenure here was, hey, I want to move up in the company. How do I move up? And I explained to them, if you do this and you do that, and my word is my bond, if they did those things and I told them to, yes, they're going to move up. And then they're going to be like mine and thinking like me as well. They're going to think like I do. And, and it just becomes not only one person thinking, but you've got 30 or 40 people thinking the same way. And that's why the business has grown is because we have moved everybody up within. Uh, we've got a guy that came in. Uh, 
Yes, sweeping the floors, and now he's uh, vice president of operations at Neil Brothers. Uh, we just, it's amazing, but you know what? He and how long, okay, that individual, I think I know who that individual is. How long has he been at Neil Brothers where he went from sweeping floors to where now he's the operations manager? Over all the facilities. He's been yeah. 11 years. 11 years. And 11 that's, years. That's pretty damn good if you ask yeah. me. Yeah. And, and, and we have uh, other examples that we, you know, like for a, a lady that started out in, um, op, in accounts receivable, accounts payable. Now she's the general manager of one of the facilities. I mean, it's just amazing how it's worked. Because we promise them in the room when we hire them, do these things right. But if we don't hold ourselves accountable to what we said to them, then we're, we're, we're defeating our, ourselves because we're not being truthful with them. The truth is if they work their tails off and they do it and they learn it, they should be promoted. And that's what you do. Yes. And I think I admire that about you is you're not telling people things just to convince them to come work here. But what... People here see the upper the how other people that are doing the right things how they get promoted within the organization, not bringing in people from the outside. No, no, no. There's some of them are bankers. Some of them are. And we had a guy that was a cab driver, uh, you know, a Uber driver. Excuse me. All of them. It, it doesn't matter if you got the effort. Let me tell you something. Nowadays, if you have the effort, the effort is everything. You got to jump out of bed in the morning. You got to love your job, and if you do that, it's endless. I didn't come from money. Uh, I came from. I, I, I worked hard, and I earned it. And I, I'm in a position where I'm at now because of because of my effort. Yeah. Effort is everything. Amen. I would say ninety uh, percent of success is how you show up. Yes. And showing up is with a good attitude and a commitment to doing a good job. Yes. That's, I tell people all the time, 90%. 90%. Yeah. Easy. And that's, you can't, you just can't, if you just show up and you kind of down and out, that's, you're not going to, you're not going to be successful. But on that 90% that you have to do, two and a half percent of the people do it nowadays. <laughs> 90% of the people out there are not showing up 90%. No, no, yeah. they're two and a half percent are the ones that are doing the ninety percent. That's right. You gotta get. We gotta change the culture of the younger generation. They're thinking that they should be the president a month after they get out of college. You gotta do the college or do whatever you train in your uh, trade school. But you gotta go in and and show the people you can do it. Amen. Amen. All right, we're almost at our limit. The goal with this is to try to have this where these are people are listening to this on their way home. Or on the way to work. So, in closing, what else would you? Is there, and you've said a lot here. That's really, really great. Is there anything else you'd like to share with the podcast uh, group of people? I would just share with you uh, as you prosper and when you move up in a company, always remember the guy was at the bottom when you were, you know, at starting at a company. Remember them. Remember them. They need help as well, as well as the community. If you, you know. Buy a, buy another family and dinner and, and another table or something like that. Just just keep giving back because you know what it does. It makes the community better. I admire that about you. I mean, you're very heavily involved in the community, where you're feeding a lot of families and you and you give back. And I think 
again, you're a good steward, and I think people that do business with you see that, and people like doing business with good people. Being good people is serving others, not and no. and, and you do a you do a great job. Thank you for that. Thank you, Daryl, for your time. I appreciate uh, your words of wisdom and on onward and upward. <laughs>